Hi everyone and welcome back to The Advice Show. I'm Zach, a reporter at New Model Advisor, and today we're talking about custom index funds and Fundment's new service that allows advisors to build and manage their own customised index funds. Joining me today is Deputy Editor at NMA, Jack Gilbert, and Fundment CEO, Ola Abdul. Guys, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Ola, first question, how will Fundment's new service add value for advisors? First of all, thank you very much for having me. This is such a great concept you've got. Here. So the question is, how do we add value? How does custom indexing add value to advisors? I think it's the ultimate financial planning tool, if you think about it. Uh, because what do advisors do? They help their clients to meet various personalization objectives. So clients might want to attain a specific income at retirement, or they might today they might be worried about inflation. Right, they might be worried about the rising interest rate environment that we're in. Custom indexing allows them to actually express those inf uh, uh, those preferences at scale. Now, they could do this directly by using this technology, um, or they may decide to work with investment managers, which most of them do these days. Now, there's a huge proportion of advisors who work with high quality DFMs out there. Uh, so, those DFMs will be using this technology to deliver services to them. So it does add value uh, in so many ways, but one of them is um, just making sure that you deliver for clients. And um, how will the new tool work as quickly as you can? You do it in 30 seconds, Ola. We'll start, start the time. <laughs> Within now. 30 seconds. Custom indexing in, in a nutshell uh, is an evolution of index investing, which we can all agree has changed investing for the better. All right. So imagine you're able to buy um, you know, S&P 500 uh, uh, index tracker for 10 basis points or, or less. Mm. Um, and many people, you know, if you go back 10, 20 years ago, that would cost a lot more than that. So index, invest, index investing has changed things for the better. So this takes it to the next level. Um, as I said before, it just brings that element of personalization to things. Nobody wants to just get off the shelf <clears throat> solutions anymore. At the same time, custom indexing is not an either or solution. It doesn't mean if you're using it, you cannot continue to buy the index products you buy today already, whether that is an index mutual fund or an ETF. You could put all of them into the same model portfolio, which allows you to actually show your clients, you know, how uh, how much you know uh, value uh, as an advisor or as an investment manager you're able to deliver. So it works by allowing people to do some of the things they do today, buying an index fund, but customize it so they can take out i don't know weapon stocks from the s p 500 they example. could take out weapon stocks you know for esg purposes you know it's actually a very strong uh one of the strong cases for custom indexing is esg but don't accept that is the only uh, uh use case for it yeah uh, but it's a very strong case you know especially with all the everything we've you know we've learned about you know asset managers not delivering uh the label that their product uh purport to deliver. Uh, so custom indexing allows you to actually go beyond the mutual fund wrapper and actually look at specific companies and say, you know what, that company doesn't reflect how I want my money to be to be managed or the values I care about. Uh, so those, those can go. Did you know that most of the returns in the S&P 500 index today have been I've been from, you know, a handful of companies. It's the FANG stocks or? Exactly. So what, did you, what do you think of that? Do you think that is a risk 
that is worth paying. That's a big risk. Or, you, a, or uh, you could take it the other way and say, I just want to buy the FANG stocks. I just want to buy the FANG stocks. But you must you must understand that then if you buy S&P 500, that's more or less what you're buying. Yeah. Uh, so cost indexing allows you to at least understand those risks and then decide whether that is the right way to go. Yeah, interesting. And, and, the, and the way it actually works, so it's the advisors doing the customizing, right? They're the ones who are who are basically picking the stocks instead of the fund managers, or they're certainly they have that option on the. Platform. It's an open. I mean, we've designed uh, the product to be an open-ended uh, technology, mm -hmm. so that means an advisor who don't run their portfolios today can simply allow the portfolios to continue to be managed by the investment managers yeah. they work with. So those investment managers will be the team instructing the construction of the portfolios so it doesn't have to be the advisors if they're but it not can be advisors can say for, I, I want to basically design my own custom index funds for advisors who do that absolutely if they have the right permissions to, to do it um and this this is actually a question that came up when we presented uh, uh the product at the at the conference timeline conference. at the timeline conference nearly a month ago somebody said do advisors need stock broken permission to do this and i don't understand that question because advisors you know recommend investments to clients that is the definition of advice you recommend in investments and if the investing instruments that advisors have the permission to recommend include shares this is part of it except you're doing it at scale yeah, and my question is also, this would cut out um, asset managers from stock selection and managing the fund. Um, why would advisors be better placed to customize investments than many of the asset managers that already do? That's a good question. Um, so why would the advisors... So the question here, if I can understand that, is about investment expertise. Yes. Which is primarily one of the reasons why people use mutual funds today. In fact, you know, it's the reasons why, you know, if you go back the you know, hundred years or so, you know, the history of mutual funds, you know, it's one of the reasons why we have it. Um, and I don't think that's going to change necessarily. Uh, some advisors take a view as well on investments. They may have expertise they may have been investment managers before they may have knowledge about it uh and we can never assume they shouldn't be able to use this you know, purely because they're not investment managers the technology is there and they should be able to interact with it but investment managers who want to work with clients uh and, you know by doing away with the structure of a mutual fund which is great but we know, you know, what the drawbacks are is rigid and it doesn't, again, reflect what the clients actually want, uh, not at scale anyway. This is a very good technology for that. And we don't see this, you know, as something that necessarily uh, cuts out the asset managers. If anything, it could allow them to enhance the services they offer. So mm -hmm. they, and we, you know, we've seen some asset managers engaging with us uh, on this uh, on this solution as well. So don't be surprised if you see a couple of asset managers, you know, launching uh, a solution using the fundamental technology. Interesting. And I mean, as far as we're aware as well, this or Ola, this is the first time, Fundment is the first launch of a custom index service for UK advisors, mm. correct? It is, yes. Yeah, but it does have a presence in America 
and um you know it's 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 been around in a few years in the US we've seen acquisitions like Vanguard Franklin Templeton um some of the big big asset managers in America have been making acquisitions in the custom indexing space mm-hmm. um do you think it has the potential to 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 become as big as it is in America i know it is it is gaining traction over there with the RAA community i believe it is otherwise we wouldn't uh we wouldn't be doing it yeah. um i believe it's a very powerful uh proposition uh i think as i said before the sort of the, the amount of personalization you can deliver is just um is extraordinary and uh, this is only the beginning of it so i do not see why this couldn't become a huge um uh, solution in the uk if we, you know index investing don't forget itself you know came out of the us and for many years you know it was a more it was kind of a us thing until the arrival of vanguard in the uk you know i don't know when they were 20 years ago uh obviously blackrock you know has been around uh, way before then so i think this as i said before this is just the evolution of it so i will be surprised if this doesn't become um another powerful toolkit in the armory of uh, portfolio construction do you think other platforms are well placed to also join you in this space <laughs> Fundment is well placed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, You're ahead of the curve on it. Yeah. I know. Um, yes, it would be good to see other platforms, you know, be, you know, embrace this and understand that. But it does require an awful lot of uh, capability, not just in technology, but also understanding index, uh, how index technology works. You know, on you know, understanding how you rebalance an index, uh, understanding how to scale it, understanding how to, you know, trading, all that sort of thing. So it's a very complex, very, very, very difficult thing to do. Um, but I would be surprised again if other platforms will begin to jump into this, especially um, as it starts to scale up and gain traction. Mm. And I mean, look, I, you know, I came in, I, I came into your offices a, a few mm. weeks ago before, before you launched it and it was cool to see you know, you show you guys showed me the demo, which was nice to see. Um, and I think that something I took away from that as well was that, you know, this is an example of innovation in the platform space. Um, but from where I'm kind of sitting, I, I haven't seen much innovation happen in the last, I don't know, five years in the platform world. It seems like there's nothing that's really come along that's really changed things or any new kind of inventions that have really altered the platform what a platform is or mm-hmm. platform platforms do for mm-hmm. for advisors in the uk just wondering what your thoughts were and just in terms of what's been holding back this innovation up until this this point i think you're going to start to see more innovation um you should expect most of that to come from the up-and-coming companies um purely because they're building things basically from the ground up yeah. clean slate you don't have legacy technology exactly that that helps um and you also should expect that the talent that some of these companies are able to bring into the platform industry uh, uh can help as well you know there will be you know guys that or for, you know individuals boys and girls men and women that could otherwise be working for some of the top tech companies outside of financial services, you know, who, for example, that's our experience that we're able to attract, you know, into, into a company. Uh, so that talent, that expertise, you know, is 
come into the platform business. So that is also going to change. And some of these guys are not going to come into companies like Fundment and they just want to sit there and buy software from someone else or, you know, do something that is not challenging or exciting uh, for them. Um, so you should expect, you know, to see more of it. Uh, so innovation, I, I think, will pick up over the coming years. We would definitely be pushing the, the, the boundary uh, in terms of, um, you know, what is possible. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot more that we could do on retirement uh, investing, for example, uh, our people going to draw down, that sort of thing. We're engaging with advisors on uh, on that. Uh, you guys are aware of costume indexing, um, but there are a lot more still to come. We're just crashing the surface at this point, and I, and I just have a feeling that over the next five, ten years, and I think the definition of war platform is will change. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what that might be at this <laughs> point. I'll keep that to my chest, but I don't think it will look like anything we've seen until now. Yeah, and and we we should have said this is your own technology. You know, Fundment designed it and. It's, it's, all, it's all our technology. You've been to our offices, and I don't, you know, you came in on a day when there wasn't anyone in the office. Yeah, maybe. there was like no one there. Yeah, exactly. So come <laughs> back uh, on a Tuesday or Thursday. You probably see more people there. You, you, you know, you'd be more than welcome to go over and speak to some of the guys building the products, and you know, uh, just have a conversation with them on what they do, that sort of thing. Um, but um, yeah, we build all of our own technology in house. One thing we just want. One thing we care very passionately about is the technology. The technology is so important to us. We're so passionate about it. Um, and it's, we think that's who we are. You know, we're not, we don't see ourselves as an asset manager or a, a platform operator or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. We just see ourselves as a core uh, software. Do you think the, the lack of innovation has been a symptom of the outsourcing model of platforms? I do. And I'm not, I'll be very upfront about that. I really do. I think uh, outsourcing has been net negative um, for the platform business. I really do. I think it allows people to just solve problems by pushing it to someone else. It's like passing the buck. You know what? You know, you know, they always say if you want something done, what do you do? You do it yourselves, right? If you want it done very well, you do it yourself, something like that. And if you don't own that technology, if the responsibility or the accountability rests with someone else and your teams and everyone is aware that, you know what, if it goes wrong, it's not our fault, but it's someone else's fault. That is not a good place to be. And if you look at some of the best companies in the world today, some of the you know most valued companies in the world, can you give me an example? Can you give me one company that doesn't build its own technology itself? Uh, I'm putting us on the spot here a little bit. Um, you know, not off the, the top of my head there, I'd say that, you know, the, certainly the big Microsofts and things, I mean, they must outsource things, certain things. There are things. Of course, you can't do everything. So there will be a part of their business where they would rely on others to help them. Uh, but I don't believe the core product, which was, you know, these companies, Apple, for example, you know, Microsoft, you, you, you mentioned them, their core product is technology. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if any part of that has been outsourced. They may well buy components from a variety of places. Or well, they're using the cloud or whatever, the data exactly. storage. But yeah, so it's components, think, it's not there. Exactly. So yeah. it's not a core product. Um, so I don't accept that a great technology company uh, should be one that doesn't sit and own its own technology uh, product. 
Yeah, you said earlier about um, you think the nature of platforms it's themselves are going to change in the next five to ten years. I just want to bring in consumer duty for a second because that has put an emphasis on changing the relationship between um, changing the responsibility rather of platforms, explicitly mm. saying that you're responsible for client outcomes now as mm -hmm. well. I wondered what you make of this and um, whether that will affect advisors with a greater emphasis on them, sort of on platforms. Sorry, outlining their responsibilities. Advisors already do what is right by, by by clients. Most of them already, you know, would argue they deliver good client outcomes. Um, I suspect, you know, what you're going to see is, you know, we, we now have to produce evidence um, yeah. to support those assertions. And um, I'm confident that this, you know, the, you know, the industry will be ready to deliver to deliver that. It's a very it's a good um, initiative, and it's mm. up, you know, pushes the industry in the right direction. But it doesn't, for me, change the fact that, as you said earlier, innovation is still something that the industry hasn't done very well. And I'm not necessarily convinced that the consumer duty will be the um, uh, the real the uh, the trigger for that. If anything, it would help to sort of evidence why people. Is there more the regulator could do to drive innovation in the platform space? That's a good question. I don't know what the answer to that is. Maybe you do. <laughs> That's why I'm asking it. Um, they already do. They already uh, they've you know they've you know communicated what they expect from all of us. Uh, how they expect us to serve clients. Uh, consumer duty obviously is is an expression of what they expect. All of us to deliver the uh, the threshold level of client support and mm. understanding and the rest of it. Um, a lot of that obviously will be will have to be transposed into practical aspect through innovation. Uh, innovation will probably is probably one way you can sort of address some of the some of those expectations and. Um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out over the coming years. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I mean, if you look, just if I'm an advisor, kind of sitting here thinking, like, listen to the podcast uh, and thinking the custom indexing tool sounds great. Um, but something we often hear from advisors is they are sometimes reluctant to use a, a smaller platform, which I guess you yeah, better yeah. describe yourselves as at this point, a smaller kind at of new, point. <laughs> a newish platform who, you know, don't have the scale of <clears throat> the big insurers and life codes and, um you know the transacts of the world um there's always that reluctance because you know they want to use a big institution mm -hmm. what would you say to an advisor who maybe has some of those fears i, I think is three years ago that would have been uh a much stronger uh fear really because we we're just setting out at that point we're not anymore today we're beginning to gain scale uh on our own terms and we can you uh, say what your AUM is we are around the two billion, two billion mark yeah. uh now and we will be cash flow positive by the turn of the year by christmas of this year we're expecting um, i think i'm already letting the cat out the back you know we kind of we thought this could be a big story to tell everyone but it, you know it's still going to be a big story when we do yeah, yeah achieve yeah. that uh because we think how it's that that is going to be a you know amazing uh milestone for our, for our business yeah. and so those advisors you know are fine it, it it makes sense you know for them to be to want to understand you know if i entrust my business to this new 
up-and-coming company you know am i sure they're going to be there you know what the next five ten years that is that is that is an absolutely legitimate uh question to ask and the answer to that is yes we've you know we've come through covid uh which you know everyone can tell uh was very challenging for, you know to most businesses and people as well and uh we're still growing very very fast and we're now in a and we continue to invest in, in the in in the platform and we now think we have one of the most uh, advanced platform, if not the most advanced in the country today. And um, and we're also confident of attaining, of being cash flow positive by the end of the year. So there is a lot for those advisors to think about uh, as part of their due diligence. And I always say due diligence, due diligence is not a kind of a desk-based exercise. It really isn't. Um, it should be about engaging with the businesses, you know, their senior management, understanding what they're doing, uh, where they've come from, and the direction they're taking the business. And um, we are very open with a lot of that, with many of the firms who work with. Some of them are actually working with us before we, you know, very, very, very early days. Yeah. And, very, and, and, and they're very happy with the services that they're that they're getting from us, and that's that's not going to change. So my message to do to do to those advisors is, come and talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're backed by uh, ETF. Uh, we've investment. got a bunch, we've got a lot of our investors behind us uh, who've been with us from the very beginning. And as um, an ETF investor, ETFS Capital is one of our investors. which is private equity. Venture capital. Venture capital. There's a difference, but there is a difference. Yeah, Jack. Um, yeah. And uh, just lastly, a month on. Uh, from the launch of the new service, have you had much interest? And can you tell us? We have. I don't know if I'm able to put names or give you, but it's been incredibly uh, encouraging the amount of interest across the industry uh, from advisors who see it as a very strong financial planning uh, tool, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to investment managers who want to use this to scale up the services it provides to advisors um and it's really good to see what people are doing with it uh we expect you know by september october we would start to maybe share some of the learnings and the data from it but at this point in time we'd rather keep those uh private and just let those uh, uh firms continue to probe and uh, interact with the technology that seems like a great note to end on. Ola, Jack, thank you so much for your time. It's been fascinating. You've been listening to The Advice Show with myself, Zach Sharif, reporter at NMA, Jack Gilbert, deputy editor at NMA, and CEO of Fundman, Ola Abdul. For any questions, please feel free to tweet us at New Model Advisor or email us at nma team at citywide.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.